Hello and good evening. My name is Kyle Eric, and this is A for Abled. So, continuing on conversations with essential workers during the time of COVID-19, I have my sister, my best friend, you know, all around, just, you know, family. I've known her for years. We go way back. We've been through, we've been through so much, and now we're both doing our best to just stay sane <laughs> during these times. Now, she is an essential worker. She has been uh, at this particular job for a number of years now, and we're just going to get her insight on, you know, her point of view on how COVID-19 has been affecting her and her loved ones. So, welcome to the show, Ms. Julie. Hey, Alan. <sighs> All right, so Jules, talk talk to me. How you been? Um, I've been insane, to be in all honest, uh, all honesty. Oh well, I, I I you know I I think a lot of us could relate. Um, but tell us exactly what you what you do. You're an, you're uh you're an essential worker in these you know in these uh times. What exactly um is your uh is your job? Um, I, well, I work for a durable medical equipment. I'm not going to say the name. No. Um, I take calls and I also process orders for nebulizers and nebulizer medication. Hmm. And, uh, you've been at the, you've been at the job for how long now? Um, I've been there for, let's see, October, November, December, January, February, March. I've actually been there for a year and six months. Mm. And for the and for the most part, you've gotten you you know you've gotten used to things. I mean, we we've talked about it before. You seem to be very, um, you know, you 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 seem to be uh picking up the job pretty you know pretty well. You're very tr- you're very trustworthy, and uh, you seem to and and you seem to enjoy what you're doing. But um, with the let's just jump right into it with the uh, current situation that we find ourselves in, how has that affect, uh, affected your, your overall work? Um, there's a lot of different things. Um, we, it's really hard to keep up with demand. Mm. It's, you know, it's with COVID-19, it affects the respiratory system, which is something we specialize in. So we, patients need this equipment, they need their concentrators, they need, you know, O2 supplies, and that's, it's really hard to keep up with the demand, and there's concerns of, there's concerns of infection, there's concerns of, you know, uh, well, yeah, being infected, catching the virus, Mm. because our drivers see a lot of people. So it's it's hard. And um, like, has this um, you know, as, as far as far as like your um, your relationship with other employees has has this uh, brought upon any you know any kind of uh, issues that you can speak of? So, I mean, my department in and of itself, we've been fantastic. We've been a great team. And I'm ecstatic to have them. Um, my supervisor has really, like, she's made sure that the other department knows that, well, other departments know we're doing everything we can. There's only so much we can do, given the amount of staff we have and the high volume of call, uh, calls we have. Hmm. So what's an, av- what's an average, what was an average day like compared to, compared to now? Um, so it's, for at least me, I'm a bit busier, but it's still, so we've changed some rules around. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't always doing nebulizers. Um, I first started off and I did what are called closet orders. Closet orders are you go to like your local hospital and, you know, you, you have surgery and you have to go home with a walker. So they hand you a walker, you call it a day. And then, like, a few weeks later, oh, hey, your insurance only covers 80%. You have to pay the, this $7. Mm. So my job would be to collect that payment, 
and then, you know, just submitted to billing. But then I showed a bit of an aptitude, so I started doing live orders, as we call or as some people have called them, where it's the patient needs the equipment. And when I started, you needed notes for everything, and then it's just you need notes for the big stuff. Which, my luck, I've moved on to the big stuff. I started doing, I started specializing in hospital beds. Nice. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that at another time, but... Okay. So, up until the beginning of this year, I was working hospital beds and nebulizers and medication. And then, start of the year, I switched directly to nebulizers. Hmm. But so, things really haven't changed for me because with the Medicare guidelines... I still need everything. I still need notes. I still need a prescription. I need everything. If you're getting a hospital bed, you just need a good prescription and you're out the door. So nothing's really changed for me other than I'm not taking as many calls because we have such a high demand for nebulizers. Hmm. Um, so what about, okay, so you were talking about the high, vo the high volume of calls. Um, and how uh, you know, and how things don't seem all all that different. But do you find your do you find yourself um, rushing or overwhelmed at all? Oh, all the time. Can you elaborate? Um, I so I was trying to assist in the calls mm -hmm. because there are people that are immune uh, immune uh, compromised. Immune compromised. Yes. Mm -hmm. Granted, I am also one of them, but, you know, so they weren't self-quarantining to protect themselves. There were people that have family that could get very sick, so they were, you know, staying home out of safety. There are people with kids that, you know, they have to make sure that their kids are taken care of. Mm-hmm. So, of you know, we were, we were suffering some staff issues, so I was just, you know, hey, I'm here, I'll be in the queue, don't worry. And, yeah, so doing that on top of working my orders was really hard. And then just finally my supervisor was like, you know, something's got to give. You, you know, take some calls, uh, take, uh, hop out of the queue, go work some, work some orders. And I managed to catch up to where I needed to be. And then I got sick again. Mm. So, fun, fun, fun. Hmm. <laughs> uh... And uh, so, in the in the past month, um, how would how would you say this has affected your your met your your mental health? You go to you go to work. You come you you come home. You you know learn more about what's going on with the with the um with the virus. Have you ever uh, have you experienced any kind of like? Any kind of resistance from, you know, from people? You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Definitely. So we request that patients, there's, as everyone knows in our state, there is a statewide stay-at-home order. Mm -hmm. So we're asking, you know, our oxygen patients, you know, please limit your tank intake to whatever, you know, whatever you need. You know, you should not be going out. So if you're going to the doctor and need groceries, Yes, but if you're going to your Aunt Sue's birthday party, you know, we're asking you stay home for your safety. And there's a lot of people who are like, well, I want to go out. I want to see my friends. I want to see this. I want to see that. And it's like, I get it. I more than get it. It's, uh, it, like, I, I, you know... I won't be the first to admit I'm not the best, the best one to talk about, you know... Uh, cabin fever and staying inside too long because I'm because I'm too used to it. Um, but and I've and I've said this on past episodes. I miss just going out and 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 seeing my family. You know what I mean. So, but also I'm not going to risk my health and theirs just to you know just to go give them you know just to go give them a hug. Because honestly, I'm I'm really paranoid right now i'm keeping my i'm keeping my head up as you know as high as i can you know and keeping my mind occupied but at the same time you know i can definitely understand those who say they can't they can't stay inside for too long but you know it's 
it's it's not it's not easy for everyone but you think this would be the the you know one of the easiest things to do is stay you know is stay indoors you know mm. no it's, you would think like it'd be a million times easier but it's hard it's i miss a lot of things mm. i miss seeing my friends i miss i miss going out i used to i would work so we don't have overtime anymore none so none i punch in at eight thirty, and unless i'm on a call I'm punched out at 5 o'clock. I can't just come in and work Saturdays anymore like I used to. Mm. So, and I used to just, you know, like, get out, and I'd, like, run to the mall. I would, <clears throat> I would, you know, swing by your house. I'd go to the gym. I'd go and do all this stuff, and now it's just, I come home. Uh, yeah. It's uh, and it's not. But do you, but do you come, do you come home in a in a mood or do you come home like it's a normal oh, day? Oh, I'm, I am in a bad freaking mood when I get home. <laughs> was was that any different from before the before the uh, quarantine orders or after? Um, it's a little worse because um, so far sales rep safety, they're also in the building with us. Mm-hmm. And there was one in particular that was making me climb the walls. Mm. He would be coming into my cube and I'd be like, hey, bro, you, you gotta, you know, six feet, six feet. Oh, you go to a lot of conventions. Yeah, broski, I do. Come on. Oh, what's this little guy? His name's Fiend. Come on, go to your desk. So, you, uh, so obviously, you all have been told at, at work to practice social distancing. How, um, how, are, you, how are you doing that? Um, so our company has in, uh, installed a chat program, mm -hmm. which is really nice. But they've also installed with the chat program a, an ability to screen share. So with that set rep, I showed them, you know, here's how you do screen share. And so then I could show them the documents. I can show them, hey, right here. Here's where it says, like, they, you know, hey, they don't need a nebulizer. Cool. Bye. But... Which is great, you know, my supervisor, I'll pick her brain for like, hey, I want to get this out. Mm -hmm. Is this or that usable? Or my friend has started to do nebulizers again. She's like, hey, can I get your opinion? And I'll look over the order with her and go, eh, send it. <laughs> well, she, she doesn't have the same restrictions I do. Oh. So for my medication... Um, my notes need to say, you know, they're using, like, so albuterol is a pain in the butt. Um, albuterol, you can see albuterol in the notes, and then, but if you don't see the nebulization, it's like, oh, they're using an ALR, cool beans. Mm. So then I need updated notes. Eh, sounds like a lot of, uh, a lot of paperwork and organization, but, you know, another day at the office, huh? Well, that is the funny thing. I never... Never in my wildest dreams thought that I'd have this kind of job. Why is that? So the funny thing is, regardless where I'd be right now, I'd be seen as an essential employee. Mm-hmm. I used to work for a grocery store, which um, management wasn't the best person. They always beat me down to the point of I thought I was not a good employee. I remember. So I figured I'd be doing that my whole life. Maybe, maybe doing so, like maybe doing something similar, but mostly doing like grocery store work. Mm. And then on the worst day of my life, I got a phone call offering me a job, or offering me the chance to interview for a job. So, but, um, I never. No, 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 go, no, go ahead. <laughs> what, um, I never thought that like my job would be like reading and pouring over paperwork and looking for those specific words and making sure that everything's, like, up to snuff. So, yeah. did you, you did you not see yourself as an organized person, or what? I mean, I, I'm someone who color codes her DVD collection, so I, I think I'm organized. I'd say, I'd say so, I'd say so. 
Um, but you've been wor- you've been working this jo- you've been working this job for a year, and it sounds like regardless of of COVID nineteen or not, a lot of things are pretty much you know are are pretty much the same uh, except for except for the uh, uh, the you know the chat you know, like the chat program. Do you find do you find that makes your job easier? Yes, especially you know I would assume that. It's myself and my friend, we both have the highest seniority, so a lot of people will be coming up to us with questions. And, you know, at the beginning, it's like, hey, you know, social distancing. Okay, yeah, but answer this. But now it's literally, here's the chat, please message me. Hmm. So, would you, would you mind it after, you know, after this is all, you know, this is all over, that they kept, the, you know, the chat going? So I think they probably will keep the chat going. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just it's easier, especially, you know, if my supervisor's in a meeting, I can send her a chat of, hey, this patient with this information has an issue, please call them back. A lot easier, a lot more, a lot more organized, huh? Definitely. Excellent. Because I can I can call my super a supervisor to on blue in the face if she's on another call, she can't get to me. She sends an email. She gets like fifty emails an hour, probably a hundred. Mm. She can't. She won't see my email right away. Whereas this chat, it pings. It says my name. It highlights it and everything. Mm. <laughs> so with you know, so you you said uh, that you didn't see your you you couldn't see yourself at first having this type of job, and now you're. You you're not only you, you don't even you, it's not <clears throat> not only do you like it but you're excelling at it. So could you? Yeah, that's even crazier. That's even that's even crazy. But but it's all about it's all about it's all about confidence, right? I mean. Yeah, you make it. Yeah, well, it seems like it seems like you already being an or, an organized you know person or what you would say a compulsive person, it kind of work it, it works in your favor plus some of the, you know some of these things that the callers may have you can relate to so it's it... actually um so i've had asthma since i was 17 mm, yeah, i was gonna ask you about so, that next year so i've had patients that are like well what what do you recommend I'm like well you know and i i explicitly state like i'm not a doctor i do not have any medical training i just read documentation and, but in my personal experience, A, B, and C works. And I've had patients who are like, yeah, that was, that was a really good idea. That really helped me. Well, because it, it comes from a place of experience. It's not like you're just recommend. you know, it's not like you're just pulling something off the top of your head and just recommending it, you know, because, the, because you want them to move on to the, next, to the next question or to the next call. So I'd say, hey, big ups to you. Yeah, it is. It's hard, too, because, like, there's a lot of misunderstandings. Such as? So, when all of this started to really go down, mm-hmm. um, we would get a lot of calls of, I need an oxygen tank. And it's like, why do you need an oxygen tank? Is, are you a patient? Is someone experiencing an emergency? No, I, I just want to have one just in case. Just in case? I just want to have one just in case? Yeah, so with oxygen, mm-hmm. you can't just send it out. It's not like, here's 20 bucks, give me a tank. For an oxygen tank, and you can't just have tanks, you have to have the whole setup. Mm-hmm, understandable. And it's, it's not just, Okay, well, I'll take my concentrate on my tanks. Peace. It's we need notes. We need a good prescription. We need testing. We need proof that, like, you're desatting into a certain amount. If I were to be tested right now, I'm probably floating around in the high 90s. I'm not going to qualify. You know, like, uh, nine, eight, nine years ago when I was floating around 70, I freaking qualified. But that's just because I had pneumonia, which, fun fact, pneumonia does not qualify you for, uh, for uh, oxygen. Interesting. Why is that? Um, it's a resolvable issue. Mm. 
So you're going to recover. Hopefully you're going to recover from pneumonia. So, but if you have like COPD, then yeah, you're going to just, we have to have proof that you no longer have pneumonia. Oh, okay. I, okay. I understand that. So it's all about, it's all about how severe the condition is. Yes. Right. Cause I. Things like CHF, respiratory mm-hmm. failure. Those are, yes, uh, those are qualifiers, but fun fact, CHF and respiratory failure don't qualify for a nebulizer. What's the, um, what's the, what's the difference between, um, uh, between a nebul a nebulizer and just a plain, uh, an oxygen tank? Um, so a nebulizer, it's not giving you oxygen. The nebulizer is giving you a medical treatment. It could be giving you albuterol, uh, ipitropium. Ipitropium albuterol, which is known as duoneb, uh, could be giving you budesonide, performist, bravana, or eupelrine. You can also have saline. There are other stronger types of albuterol. Things I just mentioned, aside from the stronger uh, albuterol and the saline we carry. Mm. And there are also therapeutic interchanges. Another thing is, you've seen me, I have an inhaler. Yeah. So there are some elderly people that don't do well with inhalers, and it's better if they use a nebulized treatment. So if I was to have someone that was taking Spiriva inhalers, but say they have Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and they're having, they don't understand that they have to breathe in and take a puff and everything, you can say, you know, the doctor could say, okay, well, here's Upelry. This is a therapeutic interchange. And they would just put it in the in the in the bottle or in the little cup, and you know they could put the mask on, they can hold this and breathe in. It's some people find the nebulizer a little bit easier. Huh. I understand. I ask because I I once knew someone with uh with emphysema, and she uh, I remember one day I was at her I was at her house with um with another with another friend of mine it was her grandmother and. I saw her doing her, you know, her, uh, her, uh, her, uh, breathing treatment. And I asked her like how it, f- how it felt. Right. Cause it, it reminded me of, um, something my grandmother used to have, you know, those things that have that, you know, um, you know, those things that you breathe into and you test the, you know, see how, how high you can, uh, you can, uh, make the ball yeah. go up, you know, yep, I have one of those. Yeah, it's it's it was kind it kind of reminded me of that. So I asked her what that felt like, and she said, "Well, I'm just you know I'm just taking you know I'm just taking a puff." You know, she was a um, smoker for a number of years, and that's how in from what from my understanding, that's how she ended up with emphysema. But she also had an oxygen machine, and I remember when I first met her, there was tubing going throughout the house, right? Because she was, you know, cause she had it hooked up to her nose, but the tube, you know, the tubes were so long and the oxygen in one oxygen machine was on one side of the room and the other one, I, I believe, was upstairs. I was so afraid of, um, of stepping on the, on the, uh, the tube. <laughs> um, but she laughed and said, no, you're going to have to do a lot more than, you know, than, than that. Don't worry. But it just it just reminded me of that. That's why I had to. Uh, that's why I felt like I had to ask. Um, another thing is uh, one year when I had um, when I had uh, what what uh, which what uh, which I can't re- I can't remember. But oh no, I had bronchitis. I had bronchitis uh, one year, and I was sick for about a month and. I go to the I go to the doctor because you know because everything else we were you you know I was using was working to a degree but I still had a crazy cough I wasn't I was barely sleeping and I I go to the doctor and they give me uh this thing you know this sort of and uh, inha- you know this sort of inhaler and it reminded me of the treatment that uh, my French grandmother went through so I'm I'm sorry I just dumped all that information on you, but that's what that's what you, you reminded me of. So, like I say, it works. It's, it's my job to know this. Yeah, yeah, and I and I and oh, and I see, I, I see. You know, see, you're great. You're great at it. That's why when you when you said I never saw myself with this type of job, it's like, hey, you don't know what you're suited for until until it happens. I mean, look at what we do outside of this. So let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about that for a minute. 
How are you keeping yourself sane through all this? Um, well, I use the word fuck like a comma. <laughs> I've actually had, like, a sales rep called me one day. He's like, hey, how are you holding up? Oh, you know, it's fucking great. Truly, what, I'm using fuck like a comma. <laughs> He's like, yeah, same. <laughs> oh, they, they heard me, like, lose my shit one day. How how bad was it? Um, I had I had this facility that just they were not working with me. They were being really difficult, mm. and and I'm like, you know, tell your tell this guy that you know I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. They and... heard me just curse up a blue streak. <laughs> I had one back when I first started. Um, this one girl, she heard me say shit. <laughs> She's like, I, I think you cursed, oh, sweetheart. If only they knew. <laughs> oh, they learned real quick. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, oh, we heard Beat It on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten obsessed with Weird Al's video for Eat It. Mm-hmm. And, I said, and I said, you know, in my 30, uh, 30 years of existence, I, I did not realize the existence of Eat It. And all I hear is, you're 30? How old did you think I was? Like nineteen. Because you, uh, you got a young, look. You got a young face. Yeah, uh, I know it sucks. Well, if you look at our group of friends, because you and I hang out regularly, if you you look at our group of friends, does any of our friends look their age? We're in our thirties. No. We're in our thirties now. Do we look our age? No. No, Jeff looks like a little kid. Exactly. So, it and and Pat, and Pat, you know, he gets mistaken for a college kid all the time, and so does Steve, and so do I. I don't know how old Pat. I don't know how old Pat is. Oh, I'll tell you when we're done. Won't tell her. I'll tell oh, you when cool, we're done. Finally. Yeah. The secrets. The secrets revealed. <laughs> um, but just keeping myself sane. Um, as you know, as you know, and hopefully your listeners know. Um, I am a member of Crypto Nightmare. Which is? Um, we are a gaming channel. Mm-hmm. We are hopefully going to be branching out into more soon, which is something that's kept me occupied. I'm not going to really talk about my plans right now. I still need to flesh out a few more things. I gotcha. And we got another plat. We got another platform for you to nerd out about that, you know, on. Yeah. I, I really, I really want to see my friends again. I mean, the, the power, like the internet is helping. It, you know, it, it, it really. But it's nothing like, like it's nothing like when we when we see each other when we see each other in real life and actually can, you know, hang you know hang out physically, you know. Yeah. But um, well, the other thing. So I ended up. So with my asthma, I ended up having like a really bad reaction. Mm-hmm. So I was out for like most of a week. And one of the things I did keep saying is I actually did watch Tiger King. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, that is that's a nightmare. I have heard I have heard things. I haven't watched the documentary yet. I don't know if I'm going to. Uh, but uh, a friend, yeah, but a friend of ours was like, "Man, watch it for me. Just watch it for me." And I don't know, like, like Netflix. Netflix will take almost anything, you know. So. Yeah, and they actually just today they have well, it probably came out sooner. I haven't been on Netflix much, mm-hmm. but um, there is a new episode with Joe McHale. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that came out of uh, that came out I think about a week or two ago. Yeah. So I again I I come home from work and that is another thing that's changed. Like I would come home from work, mm-hmm. I would feed and walk the dog, throw on my PJs and just chill on the couch. Mm-hmm. And then, like, maybe at, like, 10 o'clock, hop in the shower. Mm-hmm. Now it's, you know, I come home from work, I feed and I walk the dog. I have to, you know, strip down to everything, throw it in a separate, a separate hamper, lice all my shoes for the day, hop in the shower, scrub down. And anyone that's listening, um, the virus, from what I've been told, is lipid-based. So wash your hands. Don't do warm water. Do, like, as hot as you can handle when you're in the shower, hot as you can handle. Mm. You know, it's, that helps break down the layer. So I take a boiling hot shower, and then I go and I get dressed in some fresh clothes because 
you don't know when I've come into contact. You know, there's a sign at my desk, you know, letting people know I'm respiratory compromised. Please don't use my desk. I found a tissue on my desk and lost my mind. Oh, man. And I scrubbed my desk with Lysol. Because I was lucky enough to get my hands on some Lysol. It's actually the last, one of the last times I saw you. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh man, I remember that. That's when we set up this interview. That... No, no, no. When, uh, when I picked you up from uh, your doctor's appointment. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you picked me up from my from my psychology appointment, and um, before you know, before before this was before um, before they you know they said don't leave the house. That's ba- that's basically yeah. where before quarantine happened. The last thing I did, yeah. yeah, the last thing I did was go to the doctor. Oh shoot. The last thing I did is I went to my mom's house because it was St. Patrick's Day and she made corned beef. Oh, nice. So I went and I saw her and then we got the lockdown order and I went out one other time. I went out because they're running low on dog food. So I have about two months worth of dog food. And Dennis was actually ready to murder me because I came home with two months worth of dog food about a month and a half worth of uh, those treats she eats before bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I came home with about a month's worth of dog treats for her, and then a hard drive. You, you got yourself an external hard drive? Yes, I did. Nice. Did a terabyte. Nice, 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 nice. Nice. He wanted to kill me. <laughs> you, you were supposed to be, which, again, I'm not, not taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my hair pulled back into a bandana, mm-hmm. and then pulled, like, my hair short, but I was able to, like, scrape it into a really tiny ponytail. Mm-hmm. I had my hood up. I had on a surgical mask, and then I had another mask over it. I had my jacket, which has little holes in the thumbs, so I looped those over my thumbs, and then I put gloves over them. I then wiped down my cart with a Lysol wipe. And I get six feet away, like there's someone blocking an aisle I wanted to go into, and I'm just standing there waiting for them. You know, I took my glove off to pay, and then I swapped it out for a brand new pair of gloves. I didn't just toss my gloves on the ground. I took my gloves off when I got to the car, because I get a text message from Dennis. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my boyfriend, Dennis. Um, yep. And I throw my gloves out in the trash. I throw my mask out in the trash. I get in the car. I wipe down my steering wheel, I put hand sanitizer on, I go home, I leave the heavy stuff in my trunk because I can't carry it, and I have my boyfriend bring it in the house, and I hop right into the shower. Wow. Yeah, I, so I did not, like, I was very careful. Mm. <sighs> so. Like, I'm not, I'm not taking this as a joke. No, I, I really, I, I honestly, like, we, we we both we both live in the same state. We're we're the fourth, mo- we're the fourth most infected. So as soon as yeah, we're not even the top three. Come on. <laughs> Look, we're the we're the fourth most infected, and as far as where I where I live, we have a lot of you know we have a lot of the of, of a lot of the deaths you know in Connecticut are coming from here because, um. Because people are refusing to social distance. Like there are some who are taking, you know, who are just like you. I'm gonna call you all frontliners because you, you're, 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 you're risking your, you're risking your health to go to work. You know, because it's something that we all, you know, that we all need. You know, there's a reason why they say, you know, you're essential workers. Um, at the same, you know, but at the same time, you have people who are getting restless or are not taking this seriously, straight up protesting. That's how bad, that's how bad this is. So it, it really, while, you know, everybody has a right to their own, has a right to their own opinion. They, you know, they, and they have their own, you know, and they have a right to, to do, to do what they do, what they, what they feel is, is the right thing. It's, it's like, this is not a, this is not a joke. Okay, like, yeah, we've had histories of something like this before, but this is something brand new, and I think that's what people aren't grasping. We don't know enough about this. We're on the same page. 
we're all on the same wavelength for the first time ever, you know, and well, for the first, you know, for the first time in our lifetime, you know what I mean? Because you and I, you know, we're, we're not that old, but uh, and for the first time in, in, in our lifetime that I can say that we've all been on the same level playing field when it comes when it comes to this. So I'm not I I I haven't even the only time I've gone outside is to take out my trash and occasionally go to the pharmacy and pick up a, like a snack or something. But the only reason why I feel like I'm I'm it's safe to do that is because it's literally two like less than two feet away from my apartment. So, but other than that, I've been staying put. I, you know, I've been, I've been staying put. One of our, um, one of an, another one of our friends recently got, um, you know, recently got a job, and he's out there, and he's out there now, you know, making money doing what he has to do. And I'm like, you know, I'm telling him, hey, be care, you know, be careful, man, be careful. He's like, man, you, 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 you've told me that like 30 times already. I'm like, no, man, just three today. You know, that's because I'm that, I'm, I'm that scared. My dad, my dad. Um, ended up with COVID-19, he's, you know, he's fine, he's recovered, but that shook me, you know, so. No, I, I want to know. Yeah, so, and, it, and, and the fact that it, you know, you don't even have to be compromised, per, you know, per se, but, but I'm looking, but I'm looking, I'm looking at this as a, you know, something to, to, it's something that I'm afraid of, but also something I'm fascinated by, you know, because, we're because we're not because we don't know exactly we don't know everything about this uh about this you know, about this virus is basically like you know people were people were like oh you can you you know the flu is killing it has killed more people than this has and like give it time now you have now you now you see the charts every day and it's going up and up and I'm like guys you know what 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 what's what's going on here we got the easiest job right now but. I think that's what it comes down to. People are just getting restless, you know. But those who are straight up rebellious, it, no, that that really horrifies me. Like, yeah, when I was off for a few days, like I saw three three different things that just out and out horrified me. Talk about it. So, while these are all while walking my dog, which I'm not gonna not walk my dog, but. You know, there was, I live downtown in my, in my town, and there's a group of like eight, nine people, maybe even 10, a couple of adults, a couple of kids clustered together, no masks, like really close. I'm like, dude, really? I have another one. I'm, I'm heading, I'm walking my dog and someone is like getting really close to me, no mask, and he's hacking up a storm and I'm looking at him like, broski, do you mind? It's um yeah it's it's and it's it's really it's it, it's it's un it's it's unpredictable like I I find myself calling my family more just to just to hear their voice you know just to hear their voices and I feel like when all this is said and done we can't. Well, this is something I'm gonna something I'm gonna ask you, so I'll probably cut this part. But but some but some I was gonna ask you is how do you think we'll fare after this is all said and done? Like, what do you think we'll learn from this, if anything? Um, I have learned that I'm even in the even after this, I'm not gonna take my mask off. Like. I'm legitimately terrified of the world and the fact that I see more people than not not wearing masks. I see people wearing their masks wrong. I see, like, people not caring, not giving a shit. I had a guy legitimately say to me, you know, oh, well, I don't care anymore. I'm going to go out. Sir, I see YouTube videos of people like, I have corona. I'm going to infect everyone. Oh. Don't even get me started on that. Like early, like early on, when uh, when people were doing, when when kids were doing those those challenges, like they were they were licking, you know, they were one person was licking a toilet, and just for you know, just for clicks, 
and next thing you know, he got it. I think he's okay. I hope he's okay. I really do. But that was, you know, that was, that was right there was, was crazy. And that was early, that was early, early on, you know? And here we are a month in and so much has happened. We've lost so many people and so many people have, have recovered. Yes. And I hope, you know, and I, I wish, I really do. I wish they would focus a little more on the recoveries as well as the deaths to give it more of a balance, you know? It'd be nice, but, like, people aren't, they're going to only focus on the negative. Yeah. It it really, it, to, to be honest with you, I, I, I completely agree. And it's, it, it, it's, it's frustrating because one of the, you know, one of the, I, I avoided watching regular news reports for the longest time because all I, you know, because all I was hearing was how people thought that this was a conspiracy against Trump and how, you know, and, and how, you know, conspiracy theorists are. Let's, let's not talk about the Cheeto. I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about him. I'm not going to talk about him. But, the, you know, but, but the thing is, you know, it, it, if it really, it really, push my buttons and, and I'm not and I am not a political guy I will tell you that you know but you know hopefully hopefully when all this is said and done we're better prepared for something you know for something like this when it you know when it comes up again because because you know we're hearing about how other countries are here are, are handling this like I've mentioned how South Korea is handling this and they had a better handle on this and I feel like I've repeated myself three times uh, they had, a, you know, a better grasp on this because something similar to this happened to them not too long ago, and they changed up their they changed up their policies for this situation. Um, I believe it was New Zealand that current, you know, as soon as this as soon as this went down, immediately shut down, and they um, and they only had up to this point until I read another article one death, right? America, on the other hand, yeah, America, on the other hand, thousands of deaths, thousands of people, thousands, you know, thousands have, have recovered and thousands have died. Now, the question being, if we knew about this from the start, if, if, you know, if, um, you know, if we had a better plan, if, uh, you know, if we got the information from China right away and people took, you know, and people took it seriously and, um, you know, and the, you know, one who shall not be named right now. Uh, oh, let's not, yeah. let's not bastardize uh, Harry Potter either. Listen, I'm not saying Trump is Voldemort because Voldemort was a lot smarter. Okay. This is not, this is not going to go on the record. I'm just going to let you know that I'm just, I'm just venting at this point. But you heard about that, that, uh, his suggestion, right? Oh my God! No, God, we were talking about that at work. Uh, I know it was just a, a suggestion. However, if, if he's saying he was being sarcastic, this is not the time for sarcasm because you are the president. People are looking to you for guidance. So anything that you say, that you have said for the past, how long is it? It's 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 been four years, right? And and anything that you anything that you say will be right will come right back to you whether people agree with it or not. Personally, I don't agree with none of what he has said. Now it has now it has come to the point where he actually looks like he's taking this seriously. But one thing I don't understand is, and this is just a small you know, and this is just a small observation. Why aren't any? of the people talking about this outside of the, you know, outside of the news reporters and everything else, why aren't any of the people in the White House wearing masks? Is it, be, is, is it, is it because they're in the, they're in the building? They're not, they're close to each other. They got reporters on one, they got reporters sitting on one, on, on one side. They got the cat, you know, they got, um, uh, you know, um, which, well, uh, um, administration members next to Trump, they got doctors and everything saying one thing and then doc and then Trump is over here like, oh no, no, no. That's not where you know, that's not what I said or that's not what's happening, blah blah blah. I believe this is gonna I'm like 
man, shut up. Just shut up and let them speak. You're the president of the United States, but you do not have, you, you are not a doctor. So why are you talking? That's, that, that's, that's what I don't understand. Anyway, back to what we were originally talking about. So, so for you, you're not going to take your mask off even when it's safe to. I don't, I don't trust people. I, I see people daily and it's like, hey, Broski. I know, I say that a lot. It's okay. It's okay. Be yourself. Universal, what the fuck at my job? Mm hmm. Hey, look. Just be be yourself. Well, that's, that's literally, it's like at work, it's like, I'll read something, I'll stop, and I'll read it again. And Mm -hmm. I'll look at my coworker, I'm like, bruh, bruh. And they're all like, what the fuck are you reading? <laughs> so I, there is some levity at work, at least. Like, I, I've had a few minutes, a few times where I've had to, like, get up, walk away, because I'm just bursting with laughter. Laughter? <laughs> so, um, another one of my coworkers took my spot as the bad person, or joined me as the bad person for a bit until I left. Mm-hmm. And we originally thought it was a commode, and my friend and I were giggling, like, I think that's a butt. So... Because they were showing pictures. <clears throat> so I'm minding my own business, and I just hear out of nowhere, that's a penis. And I had to just get up and walk out of the room. Where did that come Where did that come from? Um, there was a dick in the truck notes. <laughs> why? 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 So you have to see, like, pressure ulcers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's... He probably had one on his buttocks. Oh, wow. I uh, honestly was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, um, so essentially, Medicare for... Medicare to pay for hospital beds, to pay for certain types of mattresses, you need to have a pressure ulcer, but only in certain parts. So if you have it on your foot, you're out of luck. If you have it on your back, your chest, your butt, you're covered. So, you know, the butt, we're going to see butts. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or butts about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to, my whole thing is we need to laugh when we can, because, like, you're going to lose your shit if you don't. I, hey. So giggle is something inappropriate. Hey, I, I'm right, I look, I'm right, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, I, I'm trying to keep my, I'm trying to keep my, myself, afloat by you know finding something funny to laugh about finding some good news and the good but there is there has been a lot of interesting good news like like for example and i've and i've mentioned this before pollution has gone down in certain in certain places you know so pollution's gone down gas has gone down uh because oil has has been losing its value so it's yeah that's really nice of someone to drive Right, like, like we, like we were talking, we were talking to um to Jeff earlier. What did he say? He filled up his tank with For fifteen bucks. With fifteen bucks. It went. So, so things that um things that people that have been around me have heard is um um one of my friends almost pissed himself laughing because they heard me angrily mutter to myself, "Suck my dick." Wait, why? What? Uh, tail drop was bugging me. Sheesh. <laughs> that bad, huh? Oh, oh, it wasn't even about, like... It wasn't even about, like, orders or anything. It was just he was trying my patience. Hmm. He had just snuck out behind me and I almost kicked him because you know anxiety rules mm. and and so he then said to me oh yeah Julie what do you know about fighting oh buddy oh buddy 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 oh he didn't know you had a background you didn't know you had a background in martial arts no no he just thought I was some like little squishy nervous girl 
Oh no, see. I'm Lebowski. I can play too. That's like your that that's like your alter ego. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> My alter ego that's been taking a nap for a while. Oh man, so. So um. What do you, you know, like? What do you, what do you hope people, you know? Well, I've already asked you. Like, what, what, what do you hope other others get, you know, get from this? Like, it is it is it is can can we go back to what we, you know, what we perceived as normal, or do we, or do we have no. to move forward a different way? How would you, if somebody were to ask you, what would you do if it was up to you? You know, what what would you what what would you uh, try to implement to make things? better and and make and make it so we're a lot more prepared if this ever happens again in our lifetime um definitely a lot more research um i mean people we need a lot of education there is like no ifs ands or buts about it we need we need to be better educated because a lot of people like Right off the bat, people are making jokes about it. Like, oh, look at my Corona holds up a beer. And it's like, you know, we didn't take this seriously at first. And it sucks because, you know. Yeah. I, I, I really, like, I, I, saw this re- I saw this report recently. And, I, um, and this has got to be, this has got to be from when this whole thing started. Because they went on record on the news and and said that they blame Corona beer for the coronavirus. I forgot who it was, but they blamed Corona beer for coronavirus. And based on where they lived, I want to say it was somewhere in Florida because they were talking about how hot it was and how they drink their beer and aluminum cans instead of glass bottles so they can't get corona and they were dead serious they were they 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 were they were like they were saying this with conviction in their voice in the camera telling you straight up that you know it they blame corona beer for the coronavirus on the other side, you have people going to church services, and look, I'm you know, look, I'm not going. To, while I am not the, I, I, why I why I am not a religious person by any means, I'm not going to bel- I'm not going to try and belittle anyone else's beliefs. However, you're putting yourself at risk going into that building. You can just as easily there there have been people that have been implementing uh, you know different systems over the phone. Or doing it, or or doing the little church services online, or you know, in other means. Um, but you got, but you got others who are, you know, who are, you know, who are saying like, I, you know, the coronavirus is is part of the devil's plan. They're like, oh, I, you know, I, I, like, I blow you away. Somebody literally just said, I blow you away, coronavirus. I forgot who the, who who this was, but it was a preacher, and it. It was like that. Okay, it's not gonna work like that, bro. Uh, I'm, um, I'm sorry, sir. Not to disrespect you or anything, but what you're doing right now is childish. Another, an, another one who swore up and down that he had the answer for the coronavirus. Like whatever machine he had in his churches could get rid of germs in an instant. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, if that was true, why aren't you using it in other places? Why haven't you? Why haven't you? You know, try to implement it in other places besides just your church. You know, why? Why haven't? Why haven't we recommended those machines for you know for people that are going through this right now? Because this is serious. So, anyway, my my you know my rant is over. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's pretty horrifying that like oh I have the cure oh I have this oh I have that. And it's like well what the fuck bro. Yeah, if you had. Oh. And Dennis just came home in case you heard that belch in the background. I did. I did. <laughs> Kyle heard you. Dennis, you belched on camera. Well. You wanna say a few words? On the mic. On the mic. We're not on camera, so. Mm-hmm. You're on speaker, so. 
Okay, hop in the shower and we'll, when you're done, we'll, no you won't. That is, you had a lot of stops today, right? So that is the other thing with Dennis being a driver for our company. It's, he works Saturdays and we're told, you know, normally Saturdays are for emergencies and certain hospital discharges. Mm-hmm. So Dennis had... I did actually get a message from my friend who was covering the Saturday shift, and she said there were about 10 oxygen setups today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, his life has changed. He's supposed to be out of work at 5? So he's supposed to be out at 5. He's just getting home now. Oh, wow. He's going to right now. He's not going to get there in a quarter after 9. Yeah, so... So yeah, they're the drivers are doing a lot more. Yeah. So technically, I'm supposed to be getting overtime. So. <laughs> they want to cut overtime. <laughs> yeah, our company wants to cut overtime, but. I punched in today, and I had 79 hours, and I punched in. Cool. All overtime. Cool. Dinner's on you tonight. <laughs> well, you know what. I didn't order. What do you want? Fine, I haven't eaten since last night. I don't give a shit. Jesus. Taco Bell? <laughs> Taco Bell? I like the punishment, but... <laughs> don't worry. What is the other thing we've done to keep saying we've discovered Smosh? You've discovered... You, I'm... you discovered Smosh? We never really watched... We never really watched a bunch of Smosh. Ah. Uh. We watched, like, a lot of... Huh? Oh, shut up. You there? Yeah, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I put my headphones back in. Um, well, we watched like Wrestling with Regret. We watched. Um, it's okay to be naming YouTube channels, right? Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll fix it. Um, yeah, you know, we watched. We love Brian Zane. We love watching Wrestling with Regret. Mm-hmm. We love. Get your butt away from me! Oh, uh, oh, you asshole! Mm-mm. Sorry, Dennis. As soon as he gets home, he takes off his clothes, puts it in a separate hamper. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to go take a hot shower. Again, the whole sterilizing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, so yeah, we've been watching that. We've been watching um, Cultaholic. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been watching Wrestle Talk. Like, that was a lot of things we'd watch. Um, you know, we'd watch uh, The Completionist. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched a lot of things. And then just um, some wrestlers were on uh, uh, Try Not to Laugh. And we just started watching because we enjoyed it. So you've been so you've been like in your free time. You're watching a lot. Of, you're watching a lot of YouTube, and also getting more. You're also getting more creative in your own space. Um. Yeah. So when Dennis isn't home, I'm getting ready for my future plans. Mm-hmm. But you know, for the time being, I'm not gonna talk about it until everything is fully fleshed. I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. So to wrap thing so to wrap things up, um, what would you say to someone who, like me and you know and your and yourself is 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 feeling you know is is feeling scared, par- you know paranoid and wondering when all this is going to you know when all this is going to end? What would you what would you say to someone who just needs some words of encouragement? I'm the wrong person to ask. I don't think we're going to be safe for a long time as long as there are people that are going out and protesting the stay-at-home ordinance, as long as there are people that don't feel like wearing a mask in clubs, as long as people aren't staying safe, then this is going to continue. And, you know, then there are the people that come home from work and just do what I used to do and flop on the couch. You know, there's a difference between... Like being a truck driver and being in your truck all day, and someone dealing with the public, you take the money from one COVID patient, one patient that's asymptomatic, not showing any signs. You you take twenty bucks from them, you put it in the drawer, you go and you shake your coworker's hand, you you come home and you pet your dog and you hug your wife. Then they're exposed. Yeah. There are no words of encouragement right now. There's just be safe. Stay home. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Wear your gloves. 
use your hand sanitizer. Don't take dumb risks just because you want a new video game. It's going to be a little more expensive. Download it. I want to play Final Fantasy right now. I'm freaking out because I can't get it sent to me. And also, stop being fucking assholes and hoarding everything. I'd like to wipe my ass every once in a while. I hear you. This is a... Uh, uh ridiculous like you know in order for us to have the supply you take what you need not not the whole store you know like no there are people that are like literally like they're hoarding like tanks oh yeah i know i've i've seen i've seen you know people that are hoarding the the hand sanitizers and trying to and trying to resell them i saw a, a i saw a woman uh recently online say this with no remorse okay she said i she went to a she went to her local dollar tree i forgot exactly where the where, where this was she went to her local her local dollar tree and just bought all their entire supply of toilet paper and i think paper towels and she said on camera, "I'm I'm doing this so no one else can get it." No, it's like I I had a woman and like I looked at her kind of shocked. She she was demanding that like we drop everything and go take care of her immediately, and it was something simple. And it was just something we could have mailed to her, but they wanted it right then and there. Now, do you think she was... We, mm, oh. Well, we've, we've been stopping a lot of services. We used to have people that could, you know, walk in and pick up their oxygen supplies. We can't do that. Mm. Our doors are locked. I had someone call me. They were they showed up to one of our satellite locations just wanting to come in. And it's like, we, we can't do that. You're not screened. That's another thing that's changed is we screen patients. Mm. Well, I I know that we'll eventually get through this. I don't know when, but it it all depends. If yeah, it really. I... Oh, that was my mic. Sorry. That's okay. Continue. But like it it all depends if I get it. I want to go out. I I hate shipping fees, and I'm probably gonna have to drop some serious cash to get my next figure. But I'm gonna stay home. I want to. I want to try Animal Crossing. I've never played it before, and I'm gonna either stay at home and either get it off of Amazon, or I'm gonna get it, you know, from my Wii, uh, from my Switch. I say get it from the Switch. You got the space. Get it for the Switch. You know. Yeah. Oh no, I I have like 128 gigabytes right now, but like Jeff, I'll probably upgrade soon. There you go. Well. <sighs> I um you know like like I said we will get we will get through this but I I really I really I really hope it's soon um but anyone who's listening I I hope that you know that Julie was able to answer some questions for you I hope that you you know you got um something you know something informative and and po- and and positive and truthful out of out of this and I thank you so much for listening and my sister I yeah. thank you for you and I both know there is nothing positive about my comments <laughs> well yeah I, you look you did have look you did have a lot of of useful information things I had no I you know no clue about and I and I thank you for sharing and really like what? You don't know who you don't know who you might have helped just by just by talking about it, you know. So I want to thank you, my sister, for you know for joining me for this episode, for you know for telling your you know for telling your story um, as far as uh, the uh, current uh, situation is concerned. We'll definitely have you back on to talk you know to talk more about um, you know about life and other things in general. But in the meantime. I want I just want to let everyone know that you know we're we're doing we're we're doing we're doing this so we can stay informed but also that we have you know that we have an idea of what we may expect in the future and 
I know that we'll get through this one of these days, hopefully soon. It's it's just going to take time. And I get it. We're not all, you know, we're not all patient. I am not exactly the most patient person, but I, you know, I'm, I, I try. So there will be well, more. No, I, yep. Well, no, like right off, like right off the bat, you know, the one thing I look forward to every year, right? Oh yeah. The convention. Yeah. I'm completely okay with it being canceled this year because health and safety matter more, but I know they're the, they're going to be those people. I want to go to the con. I want this. I want that. Mm-hmm. I can just—I can tell you right now. Um, there's no chance in hell you can social distance at a con. Oh, definitely not. Um, there's way too many people. I—I have always been germophobic, so I've always kept hand sanitized on me. But people are fucking gross. Like no ifs, ands, or buts. You know, let's let's treat this like a convention PSA too. Wash your ass every day. Mm-hmm. Brush your teeth. Take your vitamins. But wash your freaking hands, like. As my mother puts it, my mother works for a hospital. Wash your hands like it's your job. Don't go, oh, well, you know, I, I rinsed them with warm water and called it a day. No, you put your, that soap in. You get your hands nice and wet. You put in that soap that's like, you know, like dials really good. You get a good foamy lather. You scrub everything. You scrub for at least 20 seconds. You sing happy birthday. You sing the Salem. You watch the Salem Moon transformation sequence. You, I don't know, you sing an anime theme song. Mm-hmm. You sing the whole goddamn thing. Even if it's a five minute song, you sing it, you scrub your hands. You don't turn the water, you don't turn it off with your hand. You grab a paper towel, you turn it off with a paper towel, throw it in the trash, wash it, dry off your hands. You take another paper towel, you use that to open the door. You don't know what people do. You just need to assume that everyone's fucking disgusting. It's not yeah. a slam on anyone, it's you don't know. It's the truth, we don't. Just like with driving. Assume everyone's a bad driver. I don't mean to laugh at that, but you're right. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Well, thanks again, sis. This definitely made for a good. You know, you gave me a lot of. You gave me a lot of good. You know, good uh, points and a lot of good material to work with. And like I said before, thank you for sharing your truth. Thank you for sharing your story. And we'll definitely have you on no again. Problem. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, know that you're not alone. We're all in this together, and we'll all get through this together. Peace and love. Peace and love.